0: Striking Chords with Jonathan Douglas Here talking with composer Steve Reich
1: Basically, the idea was we were asked you know, to write something about the 20th century, and technology came to mind. Technology is something obviously a very potent force, something that had I had been involved with uh, somewhat, which Beryl had been involved with a great deal, but you know, so what? You know, we had some stories, some some theatrical uh, material and the Hindenburg bikini and dolly uh or basically something early in the century something in the middle something at the end Hindenburg I mean you know you have an 800 foot gas bag filled with hydrogen with swastikas on its tail crashing and burning in New Jersey in 1937 it's a very uh laden image and uh, it's a very theatrical image and it's in many people's minds sort of maybe because they saw Led Zeppelin or something you know uh, bikini. You tell most people that they say you're doing a piece on the bathing suit. We say, well, not really, you know, because a lot of younger people never even heard of it, except as as an article of clothing, and they don't know that it's named for a small island in the Pacific where there were these bomb tests. We chose it because instead of Nagasaki and Hiroshima, which were so well known and so emblematic, the atomic bomb is impossible to escape, as we are finding out all over again now. Uh, But exactly how to do this dramatically, Bikini seemed particularly interesting because it involved 127 people living in the midst of of the Pacific who had nothing to do with the whole situation and who were relocated forcibly and are still relocated as we speak. Uh, We didn't know exactly what the third tale would be and while we were working on Hindenburg in 1997 the paper came out and there's the sheep and we looked at each other and we said that's it. and the reason for it was that dolly as a story is virtually nothing and and when you if you see the piece the, the the third act dolly about the first 2 minutes are devoted to the sheep and then the rest of the act is basically interviews with the scientists who are working in genetic engineering and computers and biology
0: do you um, f- feel most inclined to, to, to somehow write music that, you, that is associated with social development or technological development as distinct from writing as a solitary artist in a room somehow?
1: I vacillate uh, between craving one or the other. Is really the answer, and as a matter of fact, after Hindenburg, I just said, "Basta!" If I see one more sample, I'm going to get ill. You know, <laughs> it's a very special way of working all those electronics. So I wrote the piece Triple Quartet, which is for three string quartets, or one quartet and two others, which is sort of sounds like takes off in the Bartok Fourth Quartet. Totally, you know, a different and rather unexpected piece. I think we played it up at the university two nights ago. Um, and that was like a, like a pit stop, if you will. You know, I just needed repairs and a rest, and and, and, and just think about the notes. They
0: describe you in the in the sleeve notes here as an, as a, a composer who draws inspiration from, in a way, both East or Western classical traditions and non certain non-Western traditions. Sure. Do you think it's important that, to have to combine a, perhaps an uncompromising individuality with uh, somehow um, an informed idea of tradition?
1: Absolutely. I don't I think if you if 're uninformed musically, if you don 't have a good musical background, then your music's going to suffer for it, no matter what your originality is. There has to be a level of craft and there has to be a level of, of individual voice, and the balance of those two is, is some minor miracle that we haven 't figured out yet, but we're very, we notice it when it happens. Uh, I went through uh, 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 Juilliard and I went through Mills College with, with, uh, as a graduate student with Luciano Berrio uh, I owe a great deal to Vincent Persichetti who was just a great teacher, not necessarily a great composer and Hall Overton and many others and then I've learned from, you know, besides Bartok and Stravinsky and um, uh, Periton from the 12th century in France and the whole school of organum, which I feel uh, I've, I've stolen outrageously from <laughs> I wrote Proverb the piece Proverb, which is also sort of a break from technology with uh, a and Omnis, uh, one of the four part organum on the piano um, and I've been I've been had a lot of ties to the early music community. Paul Hillier is a, is a good friend, uh, and actually edited a book which just came out of Oxford University Press of all my writings, which he edited, uh, which you probably can get here if you if you go to Amazon or something like that. Um, and then on the other hand, you know, I mean, I when I was 14, 15, 16, I used to go to Birdland, which was the big jazz club, and I saw Miles Davis and the drummer Kenny Clark, and I wanted to be Kenny Clark, and so I, be- I became a drummer at that point and studied with Roland Koloff, who's now the timpanist with the New York Philharmonic. Uh, and uh, I think that it's just that tension between having the training and... Uh, Having something to say with it—that—that that is what what I look for in other composers, and um, and I think that we also—you know—we're living in a time where we're at least in, in the in the pop world where there are people who are going to come along who have you know I mean the Beatles didn't go to music school but they were incredibly gifted they're incredibly gifted and they knew their tradition they knew Chuck Berry they knew they knew early rock and roll they knew they and they were marvelous marvelous you know songwriters so the the the, the the question the question is, 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 is it isn't so cut and dried but when you get to the to the bottom line is you try and musicians know this you know I mean if, if 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 someone's my music will live or die I think primarily because of, of two things because the musical community wants to play it and the audience wants to hear it and if you've got both those things you're in good shape
0: did you always know did you know from a very young age that you wanted to make music your 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 life or even that you wanted to be a composer
1: no I, I i i i was actually i i i loved music when i was young and i took piano lessons and all the normal middle class things but it really wasn't until the age of 14 uh, that um, I heard for the – I mean, what I had heard up to the age of 14 was basically uh, Beethoven Fifth, Schubert Unfinished, Overture the Meister Singer, uh, Broadway shows, um, you know, uh, Frank Sinatra. And at the age of 14, I heard in rather rapid succession bebop, you know, Charles Par- Charlie Parker and Miles Davis and, and uh, the Rite of Spring and the Fifth Brandenburg Concerto. And it's as if someone had opened a door into a room in a house that I had been living in all my life and said, you know, now here's the room you haven't seen. And in a sense, I walked into that room and I've never left. My interest in music is basically from 1750 and earlier, from Debussy onwards, and then later on I discovered African drumming and and studied in Ghana briefly, and Balinese gamelan and studied on the West Coast with with Balinese musicians, and um, and of course the Western uh, training that I told you about.